Okay, now today's message, this morning's message, is called Isaiah's Vision. Isaiah's Vision. In Psalm 37 and verse 23 it says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Remember that. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And in this passage of Isaiah, we've just read it together, I see several steps that would lead us to spiritual maturity. There are a total of seven steps that I want to look at today as we go through this study. They are contemplation, conviction, confession, cleansing, challenge, consecration, and commission. Now, it might well be that for those of you who are listening in today, that you have completed all of these seven steps. And maybe you're walking in obedience before the Lord. Others may have stalled. Others may have slowed down. Perhaps others have gone backwards. Maybe something has stopped you along the way. And there well might be good reasons for that. And we want to look at that today as well. And of course, there may be those who have not taken that first initial step of obedience. And you have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your own personal saviour. But my prayer is that all those who are listening will be in the place where God wants them to be. That each and every one of us might be in God's will. That we might be where God wants us to be. So let's open our minds and our hearts to receive God's word. In Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 1, we see our first point. Or first step, if you like. And I've called it contemplation. Isaiah says, I saw the Lord. Now it seems that Isaiah was in the temple, in the Lord's house. He was in the very presence of God. And he had this vision of the Lord. He says, I saw the Lord, the Lord's glory. He saw the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, this is Isaiah in the Old Testament. And he saw the Lord Jesus Christ. The word there is Adonai. He was in the very presence of the incarnate glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. More about that a little bit later. But firstly, I need to point out that his thoughts were occupied with the Lord. Verse 1 says, I saw. He was looking on to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Folks, life begins with a look at the Lord. Do you remember the Greeks of old? What did they say? We would see Jesus. They wanted to look upon Jesus. Life begins with a look at the Lord. Those who looked on the brazen serpent in the wilderness lived. They had to look upon the brazen serpent. And that's why John records in John 3 and verse 14, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. 
and for those who look upon him in belief lives folks there's life for a look at the crucified one we need to look in faith we need to contemplate and think on Christ this applies to the believer as well as the unsaved in Hebrews 12 2 it says this looking on to Jesus the author and finisher of our faith now lots of these verses we could expound we haven't got time to go into that but every believer needs to be looking on to Jesus the author and finisher of our faith we need to be occupied with him we need to look to him in all circumstances to contemplate means to occupy one's thoughts on a particular thing folks just like isaiah we need to occupy our thoughts on the savior and if you're listening in today and you're not a believer uh, you've never been saved uh, you've never been born again then graciously I would implore you to take a serious look at the Christ of Calvary. Because he went there to pay the price of your sin. So that you would not have to pay the price of your sin. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Acts 16.31 Isaiah looked upon the Lord. He contemplated upon him. He occupied his thoughts on him. And as he did so, he was overawed with a tremendous sense of the Lord's presence. And folks, this is the great need, I believe, of the church today. That men and women would see the Lord in all his glory. That we might humble ourselves in his presence. Isaiah saw the Lord. Not God Jehovah, not God Almighty, but the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, Adonai. He saw the glory that was Christ before he came to earth to pay the debt of our sin. Please turn to John chapter 12. John chapter 12 and we'll read from verses 37 to 41. And again, would to God we had time to uh, just explain everything about these verses. But I think you will get the gist of it. John chapter 12 verse 37. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not him. That the saying of Isaiah, that is Isaiah, that the saying of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled which he spake, Lord, who hath believed our report? And to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? You can read about that in Isaiah 53. Therefore they could not believe, because that Isaiah said again, He hath blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, that they should not see with their eyes, nor understand with their heart, and be converted, and I should heal them. Listen to this, verse 41. These things said Isaiah when he saw his glory and spake of him. Isaiah saw God's glory in Jesus Christ and spake of him. 
There are three things said by Isaiah when he saw his glory and he spake to him. And we'll be looking at that in just a few moments. In fact, there's more than three. We'll be looking at a, a few of the things that Isaiah saw. Isaiah saw the Lord. He not only saw him in all his glory, but he saw him sitting upon a throne. And the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. Did you understand, folks, what was happening here? The Lord was on his throne, reigning as king. Folks, the earthly king had died in the year that King Uzziah died. The earthly king had died. The, the earthly throne was empty. King Uzziah was lifted up with pride. He would then be for the Lord to burn incense and God smote him with leprosy. Leprosy is a type of sin and folks we need to take our eyes off the king of sin and fix them upon the king who sits on the throne high and lifted up. Folks, sin dies, righteousness reigns. Isaiah's eyes were off the earthly king and upon the heavenly king sitting upon a throne. Psalm 45 and verse 6 says this, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. Revelation 1 verses 17 and 18 says, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. For sometimes, it, it seems, it seems that Christians forget. It seems to me that Christians forget that our Lord is alive. And he's on the throne. And he's coming again. And I believe that to be very soon. So remember, Isaiah saw this vision as it were. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. We need to visualize some of these things. Isaiah saw Christ's glory. Isaiah saw him on the throne. His eyes were off the king of sin and were on the king of righteousness. The next thing he saw was him being worshipped. And the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, with twain he covered his feet, with twain he did fly. And one cried on to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. He saw the Lord being worshipped. He was contemplating on the Lord. He was occupied with his glory. And verses 2 and 3 says, I saw him being worshipped as it were. One cried on to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of Look, This is worship. These angelic beings, the seraphims that covered their eyes and covered their hands and covered their feet, was able to cry out and say, Holy, holy, holy. Is the Lord of hosts. He saw these angels. Paying homage. To the one. Who alone. Is worthy. They cried. The whole earth. 
is full of his glory. Glory, the outshining of an inner excellence. In the book of Revelation, it tells us over and over again that he is worthy. This is a study all on its own. Revelation 4.11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory. Revelation 5.9, Thou art worthy to take the book. Revelation 5 and verse 12, Worthy is the Lamb. And in many other verses it talks about the worthiness of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Isaiah, contemplating upon the Lord, saw him being worshipped. Next thing Isaiah saw was purity and holiness. Folks, even these celestial beings, these angels covered their faces and they testified of holiness, of triune holiness. Holy, holy, holy. Psalm 99 and verse 9 says this, Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy hill for the Lord our God is holy. Again the psalmist of old says this. But thou art holy. O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. And the greatest testimony of all. Is the Lord himself. When he said in Leviticus 19.2. Leviticus 21.8. I the Lord your God. Am holy. So I saw saw holiness. Then he saw power and authority. Folks, as you start to uh, look at these verses and start to split them up as it were and look at every, uh, every word and, and every statement, we too can see these things. He saw power and authority. Verse 3 says, the Lord of hosts. And one cried unto another and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Literally, the Lord of hosts is the Lord of the armies. In Mark chapter 2 and verse 27, it says this, For with authority commandeth he even the unclean spirits, and they do obey him. He's powerful. The Lord of the hosts. The Lord of the armies. Power and authority. In Matthew 28 and verse 18 it says, All power is given unto me. Our Lord Jesus Christ, folks, has all power and authority. He is triune God. He is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. He is almighty. He's the Lord of the hosts. Then Isaiah saw majesty. Majesty. Mine eyes have seen the king. The, the king was sitting on his throne. Verse 1. In the year the king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. He saw majesty. He saw the Lord sitting on a throne. And folks, even the thief on the cross saw his majesty. When he said unto him, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And you can't have a kingdom if you're not the king. If you're not majesty. Even the thief saw that. 
Then, folks, he saw his future glory. And again, <laughs> this is a message in itself. Verse 3 says again, And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. That's speaking about a future time. The whole earth is full of his glory. So Isaiah contemplated on the Lord. His thoughts were on the Lord. He saw his pre-incarnate glory. He saw him upon a throne. He saw him worshipped. He saw purity and holiness. He saw power and authority. He saw majesty and he saw his future glory. What a blessing. What a blessing Isaiah would have had in his day. Folks, sometimes we need to just stand still. Sometimes we just need to sit and contemplate on the Lord. Sometimes we just need to get aside from all the cares and the responsibilities in this world and just think upon the Lord. Isaiah contemplated, thought about, occupied his thoughts on the Lord. And you know, as he thought about him, as he thought about him, it, it brought a real conviction. You see, you cannot think about God's holiness. You cannot see his future glory. You cannot see his majesty. You cannot see his omnipotence without it convicting you of your sin. Because you're coming into the presence of a holy God. You're coming into the presence of one who is completely pure and holy. And in that sense, it highlights how impure and how unholy we are. And after Isaiah contemplated on the Lord, it brought about a, a conviction. A conviction of sin. And likewise, when we gaze upon him. When we behold him, we also ought to recognize our sinful state. Folks, when you go before the Lord, whether it's in prayer or in the reading of his word or coming along to church to worship, do you recognize yourself as a hell-deserving sinner? Do you recognize that this Holy One has died for you on Calvary's tree? In Isaiah's case, contemplation led to conviction, which is our second point. When Isaiah was gazing upon the Lord, the prophet experienced a deep conviction of sin. He was uh, contemplating holiness. He was contemplating purity, which highlighted his own unworthiness and his sinfulness. And a change came over him and he said, Woe is me, for I am undone. Woe is me, verse 5. Folks, when Isaiah was confronted with Christ in all his glory, it brought about conviction of sin in his own life. He saw himself as he really was. A sinful creature. 
in the presence of a holy God. How do we see ourselves? How do we see ourselves when we come into his presence? Do we go very glibly into the presence of God and spend five minutes in prayer? Father, forgive me for my sins. Father, bless my family. Father, thank you for the food. Amen. Is that the way we go before God? The God of eternity? The, the God by, who by the word of his mouth brought everything into being, the things seen, the things unseen? The God who sent his only begotten son down to this earth to die for our sins? How do we go into his presence? Isaiah said, woe is me, for I am undone. He, he saw himself as he really was. Even the angels covered themselves in the presence of perfect holiness. The Lord God's holiness shone forth. And it highlighted all the darkness of sin in Isaiah's life. And he exclaimed, I'm undone. Everything about me is completely visible before God. I am transparent before a holy God. Nothing is secret. Nothing is hidden. Woe is me. God sees my whole life. And folks, that's true of us. There's nothing hidden. There's nothing secret in our lives. God sees us, who we are. God sees us, warts and all. God sees us uh, when we go to bed, when we rise, uh, with our down sitting, with our uprising. God sees us. And Isaiah was saying, uh, no longer is my sin hidden. No longer is it a secret. And Isaiah was under great conviction. And he recognized his sin. And he says, I am a man of unclean lips. Oh, it's one thing to go before God and say, God, forgive me for my sin. But when you go before God and say, Lord, forgive me because I have sinned against so-and-so and I was very ignorant to their face and you mention that particular sin, then God will forgive you. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But I don't believe that God wants us to go generally before him and say, Lord, I've sinned today, forgive me. Isaiah said, I'm a man of unclean lips. This is his confession. There was contemplation, which brought about conviction, which brings about confession. See, if you're convicted of your sin, you ought to confess it before God. Folks, this is true conviction, which led to confession. But not just confession in a general sense, as I've said. He confessed his actual sin. I am a man of unclean lips. Now, folks, we don't know the actual sin. That Isaiah was guilty of. Could it be that he had sinned. In what he had been saying. Could it be because he did not say. What he should have said. Could it be that he linked himself. 
to the people around him? I don't know. But verse 5 says, I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. Folks, there are sins of commission. That's when we do things that are sinful. And then there are sins of omission. That's when we don't do anything when we should have done them. The word of God says, Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. James chapter 4 and verse 17. Whatever Isaiah's sin was, it was revealed to him. And it brought about conviction which led to confession. Isaiah said, I am undone. I don't know, he screamed it out, I am undone. Woe is me. Or whether he went very humble and says, I am undone. Woe is me. You know, Job in Job 42, 5 and 6 had a vision of the Lord. And he said, I abhor myself. I abhor myself. I looked up what that word abhor means. It means to find repugnant. Like a bad smell. It means to hate extremely. It means to detest. Job said, I abhor myself. How do we see ourselves when we come before God? Isaiah said, I am undone. Woe is me. Uh, Job said, you know, I abhor myself. And John in Revelation 1.17, when he saw the Lord, he fell at his feet as dead. I think sometimes, folks, we're just too casual. Too casual when we come before a holy God. So what about us in these days? How do we feel? How do we react when we are made aware of our sin in the presence of a holy God. Oh folks, whenever I point to you, there's an R four fingers pointing back at me. And it's a lesson for us all. But is there an abhorring? Do we fall at Jesus' feet as dead? Do we exclaim, woe is me for I am undone? Do we really hate sin as we ought to hate it? Romans 12, 1 and 2 tells us plainly not to be conformed to this world but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Philippians 2 verse 5 says this Let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4 verse 7 says and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 2 16, 1 Peter 1 13, Isaiah 26 3, Colossians 3 12 all speak of the mind as does another 115 verses in scripture. The mind is important. You can see how important the mind is. And it's important that we keep our mind pure and clean. Because every sin, folks, has its origin in the mind. 
Starts off with a thought. Then it's a temptation. Then it's action. Thy will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Isaiah was confronted with God's holiness and the brightness of his glory. And it brought about a, a humbling effect in Isaiah's life, which, which led him to confess his sin. And I don't know what Isaiah was thinking. Maybe he thought I'd spoken foolishly. Maybe my speech is not what it ought to be. Maybe I'm withholding rebuke when I should be rebuking sin. What about us folks? Do we speak foolishly? Are we withholding rebuke? Perhaps when people take the Lord's name in vain, what, we turn a blind eye? Keep silent? Isaiah contemplated on the Lord. Isaiah was convicted about sin. Isaiah confessed his sin in the sight of of a holy God. Folks, have you contemplated? Have you been convicted? Have you confessed your sin? These are important issues. These are important things which we need to look at. We leave it there for this morning and we'll take up this study again this evening.